Welcome back, adventuring fans, to the League of Ultimate Questing. Things have gone from bad to worse for the Mortal Dawn as they fight tooth and nail to find answers and their liberation from what I may say is the strangest dungeon I've ever witnessed in my career. Boldly battling through the belly of a giant worm, will they finish their mission? Will they even survive? Look, I'm not a big fan of cliches, but I am on board for a kick-ass battle to the death over a bottomless pit of acid. If you missed it, you gotta go back and watch the replay. I'm surprised anybody walked out of that death trap, and I cannot believe it ended in a truce. I mean, it takes a lot of balls to pull out mid-thrust. Man, I can't wait to see what kind of bizarre biology they go toe-to-toe -to -toe with next. And speaking of biology, leading alchemists in Danmere have discovered a potentially dangerous component that could be found in your very home. More on that tonight at 11, Mackinac 5 News, 5 Kingdoms, 1 Story. Mortal Dawn leaves the Chamber of Consumption with Dalazir the Midnight Viper in tow, going into an area that is known as the Winding Chasm, according to this ancient map that Artyom has in his hand, rubbing his wrists and walking very cautiously and confused, looking around almost in a panic. Dalazir just seems to be following wordlessly, having clearly undergone some very strange things in the past 24 hours or so, mostly speechless, just walking cautiously, wearing just his small cloths, and his fine fishnets and fancy shoes. I pull out my uh, my spare like work clothes, basically, and I give them to him. Okay. Oh, uh, th thank you. It... I quietly watch him dress. Buttons it up. It like hangs loose on him and stuff. Uh, I appreciate it. I, uh, this is... I did not expect to be here with all of you doing this. No, you expected to rob us. Yes, that's right. My kingdom is short on food. I want families to have it. I heard that there was a shipment of meat coming. I thought I could cut out the middleman and get it to the right families and not those filthy rich nobles. Turns out it was a poor choice to rob a league quest. I did not know such a thing. I did not know you were a team. I thought it was just a caravan wagon. If we were still in zone of truth, I could perhaps believe your story of personal nobility. However, we are standing in the middle of a dang dungeon inside of a gigantic monster. Immediately with threats of uh, being digested or eaten by some kind of horror, so you'll forgive me if I did not necessarily believe you. But know this. If you do one thing outside of exactly what I expect you to do, I will end you. I want to get out of here as bad as anyone else. Have you seen our crates while you were a captive? <laughs> no, I was unconscious for quite some time, and when I came to, I was bound and being dragged by some very large men through these strange winding caverns, and they kept me in some sort of stone building next to my dead comrades. I think that's it for the crates. Hmm. You're a dagger fighter, yes? I am skilled with many finesse weapons. Pull out a dagger. Don't make me regret this, yeah? He snaps it and gives it a swirl. I'll do what I can. Oh, Mr. Viper. Who are the right families, then? The working families. The poor. The nobles, they have whatever food is left right now. This is a gift from the Merchant's Guild to the Merchant's Guild. It will go to the rich to give family dinners and parties. They will... Line their table with fancy feasts of food from Lyonne while the family starve in the streets after working all day. I promise you that if you do not betray us and you help us out, I'll do what I can to give aid. Well, I thank you for that. I will hold you to it. You look like you uh, are one of the children of the city, yes? Perhaps. Hmm. Well, if something tries to hurt us, I will stick the dagger into them as best I can. But my true strength is in more of evasiveness. I know, daughter, thanks. 
Why am I leading the way? And I don't know. No. Oh, okay. All right, I'll go. I'll, like I'll go with him. I you guess just, that's you fair. have the map. Yeah. Keep close eye on him. I don't trust him, but he will fare better with us than he would on his own. I'm certain he knows this. And uh, you've noticed the symbols on the bottom of the map are fairly indecipherable to you. Um, you're not sure what to make of them, but you recognize it as some kind of arcana. I pass it over to Chris. Mm-hmm. I assume this is your thing with all of these stupid symbols I do not understand. I can at least try, yes. I'll take a look at the ring. Okay. I roll something. Or... You can sense some magic in the ring. That's the extent of what you can do until you either attune to it or get it identified. Reginald. Yes. Is this ring allowed? Scanning it. It will need to be submitted. The. Well, we need to make it out of here first. Dalazir freaks the fuck out at this voice coming out of nowhere. <laughs> what is that? Who is this? It is magical robot man who watches us and tells the people what they're seeing. Yes, we're with the League. I thought you knew. Yeah, you're probably on camera right now in that outfit. Say hi. They have robots? I will see maybe if they can blur your face. Is this okay? Oh boy. I have said many things that could compromise my safety. You just have to say, I do not consent to have my likeness publicized. <laughs> you post it on your Facebook wall and you can't do it. <laughs> Shame on you. <laughs> it was pretty good. Um, so, uh, you roll me an arcana check as you look at the, uh, the scroll that Artyom has handed you. That is a uh, 21 total. Yes, you can decipher that. You think it's a kind of uh, language that would take time, like very repetitive. It's a it's a ritual of some kind. Um, mm. So you could like read it off, but it would take um, so definitely some kind of activation. Got it. And as you proceed, uh, the winding narrow passages of this area have low ceilings and very slimy walls with an almost fuzzy, fleshy texture. The smell in the passage is awful, like rotting flesh and acid. The passages wind and twist tightly and seem to split frequently. You quickly start to lose your way and cannot quite keep track of which way you came from. So I need someone to roll me either a survival check or a straight-up intelligence check to navigate. You have advantage on survival because of the map? or The map doesn't show the passages it's of the winding It's not detailed? Chasm. It's like a TriMet map. It just shows here's one thing, this other thing's below it. All right. And yeah. uh, Morty is willing to try to help. Okay. I'm terrible at this, Arvid. Do you have any insight? So Morty will give you advantage because you're going to basically use him like a tracking hound and just you're kind of figuring out which way you haven't been and his nose will help know that. Okay. So give me that roll. Ooh. 25. Wow. Natural so 20. Nat 20. That's a natural. Amazing. Um, so despite how incredibly winding and twisting and repetitive these caverns are, you and Morty just uh, use your own sense and your you know, internal compass to navigate through them quite successfully. Uh, you make very short work of it. You think what could easily turn into days and days of lost wandering turn into just an hour or so. I reach into my coat of many pockets and I pull out like a chunk of random jerky and I hand it to the dog. He has like a pretty natural sense of food about to be present. His mouth's like already open and it snaps to where it's going to be. Good dog. Your hand is covered in slobber as you pull it away. <laughs> Big jowly bulldog face. I, I rub it on, I rub it on the, uh, what's his name? Oh, Dalazir? Dalazir. I rub it on Dalazir. Gross. <laughs> um, and you do notice that Morty's a, a big bloody boy at this point. He took yeah. he took like Ouch. half the damage the whole party took. Oh yeah, fight. should we take a short rest and... That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Maybe. Perhaps we should stop and catch our breath. Maybe we should go back to that uh, acid pit and not try to sleep here in this weird stinky tube. I don't know that it's much safer. Fair enough. I follow your lead. I just gave a bit of advice. I will keep watch. I have been bound and laying still for quite some time. I need to stretch. I don't think I got hit that entire fight. 
Well, you might not have. Awesome. I did. Uh, but I did use spells. But yeah, if you guys want to take a uh, short rest, that's probably fine. It doesn't look like there's any necessarily threatening things here other than the chaos of the winding cavern itself. I'll do that. I'll roll hit dice. Could someone remind me if I get sorcery points on a short rest? Just a long one. Uh, does anyone need the hat for the rest? I'm fine. I'm doing fine. They would need to attune to it, so unfortunately. Uh, okay. It's, it's only for me. <gasps> we should put on the dog. Does the dog get to... Uh... <laughs> the dog is actually right now is looking up his hit dice as, you, as we talked. Uh, I've rolled two hit dice. I've rolled ones on both of them. Oh, mm. oh, oh, oh. you had con, right? Yeah, that's something. So I've I've rolled two hit dice and regained six hit points. How much do you have now? I'm at seventeen out of twenty six. Got potions if we run into something. Yeah, that's true. How's Morty doing? Morty is doing a lot better. Okay, um, he just sleeps the whole time, and I imagine Arvid gives him a little bit of like bandaging, and um, you can use like magical things to ease his pain. Mm. Uh, yeah, he has way more hit points than he did a little while ago. He rolls d12, so... <laughs> After navigating through the twisting passage, you find the tunnel widens slightly. The smell becomes more and more noxious. And you find yourself slogging through thick, viscous green sludge, which soon rises up to the level of your knees. Various undigested chunks of flotsam and jetsam slow you down. Some of the crates have a familiar symbol on the side reading Tabletop Game. You can see that the crates have been broken open. <sighs> Chunks of mostly digested meat float around them, but they seem to be coated in a strange white slime that bubbles in the intestinal fluid. The walls nearest the crates seem to be much darker and almost sickly looking. The darkness seems to spread from the meat inside the crates. It was poisoned. Who's surprised? Not me. Are you maybe glad now that you did not give this to your people? Leone bastards tried to poison my people. I wouldn't mind if some of his nobles got some of this poison, but this is still a slap in the face. This is an act of war. Right now, it is just an act of indigestion. In the short time that we spent in Lucinilli, we did uncover a merchant shipment from Alcara, which also was poison-trapped. It seems like there is bad blood on both sides. Long-standing is the war between Leone and Alcara. Oh, maybe we should discuss politics in the middle of these large intestines, huh? The acid doesn't bother me. <laughs> I'm just going to keep walking forward. <laughs> I'll have everyone roll me a perception check, please. Uh, Chris rolled an 11. 15. 18. 19. Everyone does pretty fucking well, all things considered, averages taken into account. Um, so you become aware that as you're, like, moving through this flotsam and jetsam and all these, like, crates and just half-digested things your, like, knees bump up against, that every now and then something moves against your leg. And from behind you can see, like, dark shapes starting to shift and move through the debris. And these figures start to slowly rise up dripping with this acid and horrible half-digested flesh undead figures one of them looks like it's wearing a black leather mask dressed like one of the midnight vipers another one looks kind of like a cultist who was wearing the purple robes of the uh, village of craw but they're moving very slowly and you think that if you move quickly you can stay ahead of them these i presume would be the consumed they were speaking of yes Undead. Lovely. Yeah, I'm going to book it. <laughs> Christ, will, uh, Christ will shoot a frostbite at the ground to hopefully slow them down even more and book it. Okay. And actually, when you guys turn to see like, Dalazir's already like running really fast in the other direction, and he looks back for extra and says, hurry up! And this guy is like built to run away from stuff. He has like parrying abilities, dodging, turning invisibility stuff. He's just a getaway boy. <laughs> it is his, his strength. Um, so you all manage to escape from the largest part of the winding chasm, staying ahead of these horrible, crawling undead. 
As soon as we're at least a little bit free, I'm going to kneel down next to Morty. Mm-hmm. Hey, boy. Do me a favor. Mm. Get a good, strong noseful of that one. And I point to, the, to Del's ear. Okay. He runs over and, like, gets... <laughs> get off of me, big dog. Good boy, good boy, but get down. You're very heavy. <laughs> Gives his butt a good old sniff. <laughs> and I take some, just a little bit of clove butter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> from my from my random little sachet I have. Pocket butter. Just take a little sachet of butter. Take it, put that on his nose, and then I pat him on the back and kind of like get it on his neck and like places like that. Okay. So you're trying to put a stink on Dallas? A pretty here? noticeable, like, well, I mean, it's cloves. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's there's, strong. There's a lot of smells going on in the general vicinity, but yes, now he has a little bit of that clovey goodness on him. Mm-hmm. RTM's pocket butter. TM. <laughs> so you exit the winding chasms and you enter a huge open dome-like cavern, even larger than the village of Kra. And before you is a huge lake of deep red, ringed with a fleshy beach. And far out on the red lake, you can just barely make out what looks like a small fleshy island with strange glowing light inside what appears to be the ruins of some fallen stone building. On the beach, pulled onto the flesh, there is an old wooden boat, roughly 12 feet long with two oars in it. And the chamber is quiet, save for a very soft rumble. Sound seems to echo against the huge domed ceiling. Today I learned that I do not like the phrase fleshy beach. <laughs> that, um, but I'm okay with fleshy island. That didn't bother me nearly as much. Fleshy beach. <laughs> that was a bad mental image. Oh, that, that, like, that hit me with a shocking yeah. amount of like, like, like vitriol. Just Re- like a, revulsion. <laughs> yeah. But it also sounds like a fun like 70s surf movie. <laughs> fleshy um, beach. Like a Russ Myers film. Oh. Billy Bones and the Fleshy Beach. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Into the boat then? We should become pirates of the colon. They like this. Um, yeah, and the boat seems to have held up pretty well over what must be some time. There's a kind of a layer of not dust, but just like a general intestinal mist. Um, (laughs) Like a collection of like copperiness from the the blood of the lake. Yeah, intestinal mist. That's what I get after eating Taco Bell. (laughs) Yes, very much so. And who would like to take the oars? Not a sponsor. (laughs) Not a sponsor. Shockingly, not a sponsor. (laughs) It's so gross. Uh, Who would like to take the oars of the old wooden boat? Absolutely. All right. And there's definitely enough room for the group of you to fit in uh, a little snug into the boat. You get pushed off, and Morty's in the front, just looking out over the lake. And you realize as the boat starts to crest out onto this blood-red lake that it's not floating on liquid. It's it's resting on a membrane. There's a, a layer of liquid on top of it, but it kind of slides along what just gives a little bit of... So with oaring, I'm, I'm more uh, just you're, like... You're pushing against a, a thick membrane of some kind. Yeah, so... <laughs> the faces Zach is making are so disgusting. So, so like... Haruthax just sticks their hand outside and just, like, sticks a hand in the... Mm-hmm. Is it, like, an inch deep or something? Like Your claw pokes through, but it keeps going. It's, oh, okay. It's, it's, you think you could try to cut through it if you wanted to, but it's pretty thick. Okay. Um, and you row outward, and I'm going to have uh, everyone, except for the person rowing, to roll me a perception check. I was imagining we were in, like, two inches of liquid on top of a membrane. and We were just rowing our way along. We could totally stand in it. 23. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty deep. Uh, also a five. So you guys are, are nearing the island. It's not that far. Um, it's not a huge lake. And before you kind of start to crest up onto the bank, Artyom, you see like a shift out in the lake, just like something presses against the membrane very lightly. Uh, surprise, surprise. There's something in the lake. Mm-hmm. I point to the disturbance. And Della's just like, what is this place? Do you not know? 
They called it uh, what? The Om? This is hilarious. He does not know. <laughs> no, don't tell him. Nobody tell him. <laughs> I have deduced that we are inside of a giant creature. Ah, oh, okay. But well, there goes the surprise. <laughs> I do not have a giant cavity of blood in my body like this. This does not look like an organic thing that I am familiar with. Oh, ah. Why did I not ask this? I'm a medical doctor. Come on. 20. Four. Like knowledge medicine to see if I can figure out what's going on in this thing. You're guessing this is probably something around the reproductive area just based on how far you've traveled and the fact that it's after the intestines? It is the gonads. Gross. Maybe. <laughs> Gross. Gross. <laughs> and as you pull the boat up onto this small fleshy island, you can see that there's just a gentle light coming from this, what looks like a stone well. And the water inside of it is like a pure white. And there's ruins of like old pillars kind of standing and tipping and leaning against each other. And a few random stones from what used to be probably some kind of very small temple. Just in absolute disarray. Looks like something smashed it several times or it just fell apart and someone came and harvested the stone for something else. um, Because there's not a lot of it left. But the well seems perfectly intact. Surrounded by a series of symbols very similar to those on the scroll. And you think this is probably the uh, area that the, the scroll is made to activate. This might be the portal that you heard of. So, will someone read the scroll? Like, take it out of his hand. Blah, 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 blah. It's a lot of garbage. Do you know how to read this? Yeah, I can read it. Yeah. Okay. I think people yeah. were waiting for you to pick oh, up the... I was just like, are we there? I thought we were waiting you're... to get closer. <laughs> You've made it onto the island and you're now uh, looking at the well. Well, I guess here goes nothing. And Chris will start reading this thing sure and there's like a little pulse of energy as you begin to say the words and it's actually very difficult to focus on like you can see the words are changing as you speak them to make it very intricate and requires quite some intelligence but you can do it with a slow steady pace and when there's a small little flash of energy uh, suddenly the entire chamber goes incredibly quiet and then there's a sound of wet ripping as this huge shape tears up out of the membrane and slams down onto the boat splintering it and you see a massive, dripping, infantile worm thrashing on the bank of the shore, roaring into the air. I knew it. She was hungry. It's a mama. Da, 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 da. Oh, wait, where the hell's a signal? I'll buy the five. Come on! Not right now! Not now! Well, folks, I'm not sure what happened, but we seem to have lost our feed with Immortal Dawn. Everything seemed to be going so well. Maybe damage befell their monitor or some kind of magical interference is blocking the signal. But we've got our best people on it, so don't change that scrying station. It just goes to show you that in the field, no matter how badass or powerful a hero thinks he is, everything can go tits up quicker than a pixie fart. Hey, Kevin, you think they've uh, tried turning it off and turning it on again? I mean, that always works for my scry at home. I think it's a little more complicated than that, Storm, but at this point, we'll try anything. We'll be right back with more speculation on the whereabouts of our missing team right after this word from our sponsors. Greetings, Mackinar. Ace Scanley here, your gnomish griffin riding scry in the sky, bringing you traffic updates from Southern Leone. Trade routes from Taywell to Soros are running smooth along the Oilstone Coast, and Haladin's Wood has become this summer's hottest camping destination. It's a late mating season for the owlbears, so casualties are at a minimum. If you're traveling west from Fenn to Rogamia for the Water Singers Festival, we've got wagons backed up all the way to Castilian's Field. The Source, a stray stone giant in the Pisong Mountains, lost his temper and caused a rock slide. Will the people of Rogamia seek justice? Will they manage to clean it up in time, or will this music festival turn into a rock show? 
Looks like the gold road leading into End Lakes is under massive construction as a group of explorers for hire broke their way into the sewers outside the capital and unearthed what can only be described as a sentient wave of black chaos. Reality is being distorted, skin is being flayed, and time and space are less relative than usual. This is why you always call before you dig, people. If you get caught up in this madness, you'll either lose a few hours traveling south or gain a few years traveling through the nether realm. Tune in tonight at 9 for more traffic updates on Mackinac News 5. Five kingdoms, one story. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, my fresh and beautiful children. This is Zach, uh, the editor and producer, and I just wanted to take a moment and do something that we haven't really been doing a lot of on the air. I want to give a shout out to all the people who have been so supportive of us and helped us out on Twitter and Facebook and things like that. Uh, first, I want to say thanks to Brian the Red, uh, at Brian underscore the underscore red, God, I hate underscores, uh, for his like enthusiastic support. Uh, Isaac Davies with his community engagement and showing off his sick DM chops. Uh, Paul Elliott uh, for commenting on our balance of, like way back in February. I hope that's improved since then, and I hope he's still listening. Thanks, Paul Elliott. Uh, Millman at Millman TV uh, with his uh, support and like the... the he, she posted a picture of the t-shirt, which 
God, I love. I'm even wearing one right now because it's like my around the house shirt. Um, PR tries to make D&D stuff or at Cowboy Centaur, uh, you know, for your support and your and your commenting and things like that. It's uh, it's great to see this stuff. I also really want to thank uh, Orcs, Orcs, Orcs at Orcs, 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 uh, which I'm guessing is Anthony. And you know who you are. Um, and uh, Gaming Gear for their early support and uh, pushing us with the uh, Cult of the Maw and everything like that. And I also really want to thank that stupid uh, dwarven cleric robot that always comments every time I mention clerics. Uh, but beyond that, I also want to specifically thank Denmark. For some reason, Denmark makes up like a good tenth of our listens. I have no idea how that happened, but I'm extremely appreciative. So let's hear it for the Danes. Yeah. Woo! Go Danes! All right. Um, thank you guys so much again. And uh, if you guys want to give us support, please, please. Twitter, Facebook, especially Twitter and Instagram have a huge, huge push for us. And their, their algorithms are so much better than Facebook. Um, but yeah, if you if you hashtag LUQ, if you have any questions or anything like that and you want us to answer them on the air, we're going to be doing a Q&A soon. So hashtag LUQNA. It would be fantastic. Uh, you know, and if in general, just feel free to reach out to us about anything. We're pretty much always available. And we've got three people who deal with the Twitter. So. We're always engaging with the community if we can. But uh, thank you all again, and uh, I wish you luck. Hey there, adventure fans. Your humble dungeon master law here to say I hope you're enjoying this climactic conclusion to my Cult of the Ma adventure. Remember that if you want to run this game for your friends or at home, or just need a gift for the DM in your life, it's available on DriveThruRPG. And on top of the content of the adventure, it comes with digital map PDFs and now custom-designed 2D miniatures made by Printable Heroes. They're absolutely beautiful, and it's been such a treat for me seeing Marshall Short bring to life characters and monsters from my mind with his unique and artistic specialty. So if you want to check out more adventures published by the Archives, like Cult of the Maw, visit orcsorcsorcs.com forward slash archives to check out the great deals and downloadable one-shot adventures. Without further ado, let's find out the fate of the Mortal Dawn. Oh, howdy, y'all. Come on down to Smorgasnard and have a feast fit for a Viking. Our fabulous Freyap and Odinner will leave you frigging full as hell. Bring the family or head to the Aesir Lounge for a more low-key experience. Attempt our Yarmungandr challenge, a roast goose stuffed with snakes. Devour the whole thing in one hour and it's free. You'll also get your portrait on Valhalla. Bring it earn good grubs, full plate diner coupon, and get double its value off your meal. Smorgasnord, a full belly that won't leave your wallet Thor. So this tiny, comparative to what you were within, uh, infantile, writhing worm beast with the same six eyes and flappy tendrils you saw on the statue in the village of Kra, on a much smaller scale, comes ripping out of the membrane and slams its body up onto the beach, shattering your boat. And it lets this wet roar into the air and the stones kind of shake and it seems just like hungry and confused and it's probably about to start thrashing quite violently. But Arvid, you respond first. Ha! Can I even hurt it? Let's try. Um, sh- uh, mm-hmm. Let's try to hurt it. I'll rage out and mm-hmm. give it a good old regular rage smash. Uh, go ahead and move on up. And it's twelve plus a five is a seventeen. That just hits. Nice. Uh, damage. Two d six plus three. Eight plus three eleven. We're learning to do math together. Together. And you do run up and leave quite a a strong gash in the base of this giant baby worm. 
and uh, Morty runs up right behind you and just latches onto one of its like armory plates and <laughs> just like chewing and snarling, trying to do whatever he can. Doesn't seem that effective. Uh, next up is Hadathax. Um, has has Chris completed the ritual or is, is he still going? No, you think that might take X amount of rounds of successful intelligence checks to activate the portal while a, you guys fight the worm. Is there any way that I can help by like also rolling Arcana and we can like joint perform the ritual? Would that speed it up? Would that make it harder to fail? It would be more difficult to activate this ritual with two people, but you could do things like guidance him and that would give him a bonus to his roll to activate it. I'm going to cast Bane on the worm. Okay, uh, that's whiz, 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 whiz. No, it's charisma. Charisma? Yeah, it's charisma save. Wow, that's a big difference between these two stats on this creature. <laughs> I got a seven. That is a fail. So uh, Haruthax will just kind of reach down and just rake across this sort of bloody, fleshy mess beneath us and then kind of pull blood from the creature up and bane it with its mother's blood. That's baller. That's <laughs> so good. Whoa. Yeah, that that felt good. All the all the all the blood on on it, presumably from ripping forth, just kind of like turns acidic and just burns it as it. Mm, yeah, yeah, like the flesh around it just like tightens and like seizes onto it, and its drippiness starts to like hiss. Yeah, so it's bane. Okay, negative D four cool. to its shit. Quite all of its shit. Yes. On its turn, it's a its name is Lil Ma. <laughs> Lil Ma. Um, and it has several fun things it can do. One of which is a big chomp. Or a big rumble. Is rapping also one? So it's going to do, yes. Uh, it's going to do a big chomp against Arvid, who is right at its base. Oh, Morty moved up too, didn't Morty? Mm-hmm. Good boy. That's a 26 to hit. Oh. Even including its minus four? Oh, thank or you. Or minus d4? <laughs> I don't think that's going to help you much. That's a 25 to hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you take six points of piercing damage and are grappled. You are now in its teeth, like in the mouth zone being pinned by its large chompers. And then it's going to use its hide-and-seek ability, where at the end of its turn as a bonus action, it burrows into the ground. Oh, no. Oh, joy. There we go. So it grabs Arvid and just sucks down into the earth. He rips back into the ground, leaving a large cavity behind him, which is difficult terrain now. Mm. And that's the end of Little Ma's turn. And you hear a whimper of confusion as Morty looks down the hole and goes, <laughs> like, pause back and forth. Uh, that makes it Chris's turn. Morty, where did they go? <laughs> Just be on the lookout. I need to finish this. And I will continue on with the ritual. <laughs> Let's get that Arcana check. <gasps> All right. Oh, using a bit of luck because I haven't used any today. I used one. Oh, 17, 21. Excellent. You do a very good job. Um, you think that there is still some time left in the ritual, but you currently have a very good control of the, the arcane functions happening, and runes are slowly starting to light up around the outer ring of the well. Artyom. I am going to prepare an action mm -hmm. to uh, drop Flaming Sphere wherever I think it's about to come up. Okay. Uh, and then I'm also going to jump onto the stone. Wait, so so the pillars and all that stuff, are there actually stone? There is some stone at the base of it, yeah. Okay, then I'm going to stand on that. Okay, so you're just over towards the pillar? Yeah, right there. Okay, and uh, when before it goes, I will give you a perception check to see if you can drop it accurately to where it might cool. come up. Which isn't too hard because its area of effect is pretty big. Yeah. Um, so that will make it Arvid's turn. Um, you are currently in the mouth. Would you like to try to break free or just attack? 
I can just stab in the mouth, right? You can. He'll just chomp me repeatedly. It's fine. Yep. I'm the best person to get chomped. Because you're using a great sword, I'm going to give you a disadvantage, but the AC inside of his mouth is much lower than the outside of him. Okay, so that goes down to regular roll if I'm doing reckless or or. That's true, yeah. You disadvantage could just, if mm-hmm. I'm not. Exactly. Uh, advantage cancels out disadvantage to make it a regular d20 roll. That's a 19 plus 5 is 23. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> I can do math. Yeah, you're just... You're going to, like, Captain Crunch this guy's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> fucking Captain, Captain Crunch. Like, it rips up the fucking roof of your mouth and why? everyone eats it. Fun, fun fact, I don't have this problem with Captain Crunch. You were the only person in the world I've ever met who has never had a problem. Five and five. Five and five. Oh, that's right, you're aging. Very nice. Ah. Yeah, you are uh, getting rained on by baby worm mouth blood. <laughs> but you're making some some progress up in there. And you can tell that it's accelerating its uh, ascent back to the surface because it's not liking the situation happening in its chomp. Um, Hyrothax. All right, I, I'm going to move onto this stone trapdoor thing so that I'm not on flesh because I don't want it to burst up from right underneath me, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And keep concentrating on Bane so that it has some more trouble with Arvid. And I think Guidance is touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Guidance is touch, so I can't help Christ. I will ready my crossbow to shoot it. When I didn't out. know you had a crossbow. Uh, yeah, I've never used it before, but this seems like the time. Okay. Um, I learned a lot of things just now. Um, and the thing you're standing on is what used to be a chunk of floor of the old temple. It's like a large tile. Kind yeah. Of thing. Yeah. There's like a tile here. It looks solid. I'm standing mm-hmm. on it. Just so you don't think it's a trapdoor. Um, I love the worm sitting there just like, oh God, it's like going to the dental hygienist. Or it's like, you should floss more. <laughs> <laughs> and that makes it little Ma's turn. And Little Ma is going to use a big rumble. Um, so Little Ma is going to rip up out of the ground um, right between Harothax and uh, Morty. Um, and I need both you and Artyom and Morty to make me a strength saving throw. And of course your flaming sphere goes off right before the uh, actual eruption happens. When you say you, you Baron mean Harothax. Okay. Not good. You said strength, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 12. It's a seven. <laughs> and Morty got a 14. Um, nothing too crazy happens, but you do take a little bit of bludgeoning damage and fall prone. Oof. And then he will roll a deck save versus your flaming sphere because he's going to enter its hot zone as soon as he comes out of the ground. Uh, four bludgeoning damage to those who failed a 12 DC. Oh, I passed a 12 DC. It's exactly 12. Does it mean I take no damage or half damage? Half damage. Three, okay. Or two. Thank you for asking. <clears throat> But you do not fall prone, just Artyom. And the Flaming Sphere, uh, you want to just put it kind of close to you, but next to his base? I was... Uh, so is it coming up mouth first? Yeah. I'm going right for the mouth, baby. Okay. I want him to eat it. Um, either way, he's going to do that deck save thing that he gets versus that to see how well he avoids it. You know, you figure since it's a five-foot thing and he's a 15-foot creature, you'd figure he'd just eat it. Like, like there's no way he could dodge it, right? Like, This is more just to see how much it hits him. He does not roll very well. I figured. He's not baned anymore, though. I only roll a nine on my constitution save because I took damage. Mm. And he does even worse on his saving. So he technically got a one total. <laughs> Wicked. Um, so he does take your 2d6 fire damage. Cool. Nine. And uh, he has the option to pull back into the ground if he so wishes. Um, it does provoke attacks of opportunity if he does that. Do I get to shoot him? Yes, you held your action. A disadvantage because I'm right next to him though? Yeah. Yeah. All true. Uh, am I close enough to hit him? Yeah, he's, uh, he's debating whether or not he's going to pull into the ground. I'm just letting you guys know the mechanics of his hide-and-seek ability. Okay. 13? 
13 does not connect. Yeah, I didn't think so. He's very, very leathery. Um, so he's going to thrash about and actually just fling Arvid. Uh, we'll see how far. Um, so roll me an opposed athletics check. You don't... Dang worm. I only got a nine. Uh, so yeah, you're a little caught off guard by the fact that it now shoots up into the air, getting burned in the process, and just kind of opens its mouth and tosses you kind of like a shot put. Ah! <laughs> um, and you're going to fly uh, four squares in that direction. So just on the other side of the well, it looks like. And you will take a little bit of falling damage from that to the tune of would-be six reduced to three because you're raging. And that will end his turn, and that will bring us to Christ. Back up a little bit and continue the ritual. Okay, uh, roll me another Arcana check. Ooh, 22. Oh, you're just killing this ritual. You think in one more round you could completely finish it? Yes. Okay, um, that is going to be RTM's turn. All right, so as a bonus action, I'm going to ram him with my thing. Sure. Get up with my move action. Mm -hmm. He does make the save, but he still takes some fire damage. So Two. Nice. But it's something. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and wang it with Guiding Bolt. Okay, go ahead and make your ranged spell attack. You are technically five feet away from it, so you're okay. Can't do anything. I was like trying to think if there's some way I can make it better. Uh, and that's uh, probably not. Uh, 11? No, his, his AC is higher than that. With a creature that big? I think it was 17. I think I, I'm yeah. sorry. That's metagame, right? Oops, oh, oops, sure. Oops. You're fine. You're fine. fine. His, his natural height is very similar to that. Oh, like four right. plate. He is thick. So it definitely hits him. It's not that he dodges it. It's just it ricochets off of this ancient, some kind of primordial beastly outer layer. Well, that sucks. And would you like to move? You have half your speed left if you want to do any. Oh, move. I do. Um, climbing's half speed? Mm-hmm. So you can climb like five feet. Not enough to get on top of that thing. Yeah. I'm going to start climbing up it, though. Sure. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up a little bit. There's plenty of broken chunks of it to stick your hands in and get a little bit of progress. So you're kind of cool. just like hanging onto the base right now, ready to get it up there. Yeah. Um, that will make it Arvid's turn. You are flung a little bit, and you land prone. Okay. I'd like to stand up. Mm-hmm. And that's a moving action? That's half of your half speed, of, yeah. So you have 15 mm -hmm. feet left. Okay. And then, yeah, I should get back up to him. Hup, move along. Yeah, um, right back into the fray. Like, shake self off, run over, try to just smack him again. Are you continuing your reckless onslaught? Heck yeah. Okay. He's going to hit me anyway, right? He could. And that's a 17. Total? Yeah. That hits. Putting in some work on this fucking giant ass worm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's twelve? No, thirteen. Uh, that's a six and a two. And a and plus five, right? Yeah. So yeah, this worm actually like recoils a little bit, <laughs> like surprised at the fact that it's facing something that is wailing on it with some actual tenacity, because it's known nothing but peaceful womb-like softness its whole life, and it's scared. Um, Don't make me feel bad for the worm. <laughs> I will make you feel as bad as I want. <laughs> And then once again, Morty just tries to jump up and latch on, and he's just kind of like hanging like... <laughs> he's real good at not letting go, but he's not real good at penetrating the uh, armory hide. Where the fuck is Dalazir? From the shadows of these pillars that you guys completely lost track of in the chaos of this tiny worm ripping up out of the ground, you see Dalazir in his loose hanging work clothes and women's nylons and fancy <laughs> high heel shoes, and this motherfucker can climb in high heels like a pro. <laughs> um... And he gets to the top and like he's like balancing there, like trying to stay clearly in a safe area from this giant worm. But looking at the dagger, he just kind of shrugs and attempts to throw it right at the face of the open mouth where the worm is. Uh, no, that's not very good. Unfortunately, I was hoping he would be able to pull something cool off. 
but it was a miss. Just ching. Goes, Fuck. Need another knife. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like looking around now, trying to figure out some way he could either become safer or maybe do something more helpful than try to throw a dagger at a giant plated worm. And that will make it Harothax's turn. I would like Loma to make a DC 12 dexterity saving throw, please. Okay. As Haruthax tilts their head back and unleashes a gout of acid breath at this thing. I think this is the first time we've seen how... It's the second. I used it on, I think, the lizard people in the tower at one point. I recall that now. I rolled what looks like a 19, but is cocked because of these weird angles. Oh, that's way worse. Hmm. No, that's a fail. Okay. It's gonna take... This is acid damage. (laughs) It is acid damage. And I rolled snake eyes, so it takes two. And it takes a total of zero because it has one immunity, and that is acid damage. Okay. Oh, I feel like I could have guessed that. <laughs> yeah. That's reasonable. But hey, you don't get to choose what kind of noxious breath you have. You just nope. go with what God gave you. You yeah. just spit up on it, and it's like, Mama? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'll, I'll try and trick it into thinking it starts, I'm its mom. Starts licking it up. Like, I'll make yum, it yum. imprint on me. Oh, and the new Morty is a Yeah, giant. I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> Arvid, Arvid gets Morty. Haruthex gets a little maw. <laughs> well, draw the line there. Um, <laughs> that's going to make it its turn, and it's going to attempt to thrash about, slamming into two of you, and then it's going to hide-and-seek going into the ground. Um, so it's going to slam against Haruthex and Arvid, it looks like, is the two that is in front of him, where he can see. Um, so Haruthex is, a, I believe, a hit with a 19. Yeah. And Arvid is 14. That's me. Save. That's me. Hit, uh, that, or no, it isn't. 16. You, you don't have your shield out because you're using oh, you're the two right. big-handed swords. So, so it's it two 14. hits. Okay. Just making sure. Thank you. Goodbye, D6. Catch you later. Um, so, Hardathax, you're going to take seven points of bludgeoning damage as it Ow. slams its flank into you. And there's, like, of course, like the miniature, lots of little pointy things. And that is uh, eight reduced to four for Arvid because of the rage. Um, and anyone with a melee weapon in their hands can attempt an attack of opportunity as it hide-and-seeks into the ground. So with its hide-and-seek, um, mm-hmm. when it came up, I put it right where its mouth was going to be. Mm-hmm. Is it in its mouth, and will it take it with it when it moves? Uh, no, it didn't go into its mouth, or it would have hit Arvid, but it's been like kind of rolling down the flank of this worm, just burning away oh, at gotcha, it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So it like landed on its head, and it's just okay. kind of rolling along. But if it's moving away from... It's moving through its range? I don't know. It's still going to keep damaging it. Like, it'll okay. fall down the hole with it if you want. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, that's no problem. Um, so, Arvid, this is an attack of opportunity. Oh, Morty gets one. Whoa, that's a that's a that is a that is a hit. Yeah, that's a nineteen. Morty hasn't hit this thing once. Poor <laughs> boy. That's okay. He fucked up some cultists. Twelve. Dang. Jesus. Dang. But it's a bit damage on a worm. Um, so go ahead and just hand me the baby, and it takes the fiery ball with it to burn okay. it away for the next turn. Uh, unless you want it to stay up here and then move it as it goes because you can kind of have it roll and land on the ground or you can have it just fall down the hole and be kind of blind mm, mm, mm. so we'll give you that option well i can only move it 20 feet and around or 30 feet and around mm-hmm. um i'm assuming it's going to go lower than 30 feet right but you could if you make it like land like as it sucks in you can have it hit the ground and then when it re-emerges move it to where that is or mm-hmm. you can just let it fall down into the hole but if i do that i'm gonna lose it you'll probably not have control over it for more than one round okay um i'll let it go I'll okay. let it go. But that means it will take damage this turn on yours yeah. when the time comes. Uh, okay, so Little Ma did a slam, and then he did a hide-and-seek. Actually, I believe it happens right now. Okay. Because it happens uh, on the turn of whoever, like, if you end your turn in its space. Um, what's my dex as Little Ma? Nope, that's a fail. I'm not rolling damage. You are. 
That is a seven. All right. He gets burned once again as he descends into it, leaving just another hiss of wormy flesh. The smell in the air, making Morty just a hungry boy. <laughs> he just wants to get some of that worm meat so bad, and he can't get it. It's so gross. Uh, too crunchy. Um, <laughs> perfect. Um, all right. Enemy Christ, you are up next. You are on your last turn of activation for this magic portal. Come on. 20. That's a 19. Hey, nice. Uh, that's very good. Um, so you are continuing the ritual on the beginning of your next turn. It activates. Okay. The ritual is now done and they're powering up. So if you want to do something on your next turn besides just read it, it will continue to finish. You've committed this term to reading that, but you've succeeded all three rolls, which is yes. going to save everyone a lot of trouble. Awesome. Uh, that makes it RTM. I think I'm going to ready another Guiding Bolt. Sure. Absolutely. For wherever that dumb bitch comes out, I'm going to finish the climb to the top. Okay. So I have a good vantage point. Absolutely. I just say, grab my other dagger. Oh, and he says, wait, look at this. And uh, we will get back to that. At the end of at the beginning of Harithax's turn, um, so RTM went, and that makes it Arvid. There's nothing to hit. That's true. Hmm. Well, there is, but they're your friends. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. i try to get to a safer position for when the boy comes up and, and ask Morty to follow me. I feel like he's gonna come up there unless. Don't say things like that out loud. Law is a horrible, unfair metagamer, as we all know. <laughs> uh. All right. Well, then instead, I'll um, keep the party from getting grouped by pulling us. Yeah. So you you and Morty kind of go over to the other pillars on the other side and find some stability on the rocks there. So he says, these stones are loose. Look, if we put our legs against it here and push, maybe we can. And he's leaning against one rock and pushing against another one. It looks like the pillar is a little wobbly. If we time it just right. Can I drop my planned action and do that? If you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that and get it ready. Okay, um, so that makes it Harothax. Can I tell that uh, Christ is about to finish the ritual? You could, as Harothax. You can tell that whatever runic part of it, they're done lighting up. It's now starting to activate. Okay, so Harothax is just going to move over next to the portal mm-hmm. and say, The ritual is almost done. Prepare to jump. Cool. And then like I'm going to ready an action to just leap through the portal as soon as it activates. I like that very much. Um, we're going to roll to see where little Ma pops out. I can't wait for it to grab that guy and pull him down as we all just jump through the portal and leave him. Well, it's going to try to grab Christ. What? What? That's not good. No, it's not. Does shard hide last as long as mage armor does? Yeah. Yeah, it is mage armor, basically. Okay. All right. Well, there's you. So that is a 13. Misses. Can we get the boosh? So it does, in fact, hit your shard hide. So it roars up and its teeth sink down and then the reverberated sonic energy like surrounds you and it's like clashing its teeth mm-hmm. down and you're like focusing your magic to not let it quite puncture you and i need artium and dallas here to roll me athletic checks that's not mm-hmm. bad he got a 10 dog shit uh four a four actually i'm gonna let you have advantage because there's two of you doing this oh gotcha and that's how aiding works and that is a 14 total okay um so do a general dex. Ugh, that's not good. So the two of you um, are going to make me acrobatic, or actually dexterity saving throws, because okay. as you guys kick this out, and it does in fact, this heavy stone pillar land, just slamming into the flank of this worm, the pillar you're on begins to fall downward, and you can probably kind of Fred Flintstone it a little bit, but it's going to require some <laughs> dexterity. Luckily, I think the two of the most dexterous people around here are yeah. this guy. All right, that's a uh, 18. Wow, he got a 24 for his deck save. <laughs> that, is, that is definitely his thing. So, uh, Little Ma takes a huge amount of damage as this giant stone pillar slams down, kind of like pinning it to the ground as it's trying to like thrash back and forth, and, and it can't quite hide and seek because something heavy is on top of it. 
and uh, it's roaring and just like spittling at Chris as its mouth Gross. and tongue thrash back and forth, panicking at the weight. And you and Dalazir like land on top of the worm and like the stone pillar that you kicked over and the portal's just down below you. That makes it Chris's turn. The portal turns from a white to a rainbow of prismatic colors that start swirling inward in all colors of the spectrum. And Haruthax is ready to action. Yeah, you can plop right in. Whoop. You get extremely, extremely cold for about one-eighth of a second, and then you experience nothing. Hey, can I say something in response to him jumping in? Mm-hmm. Stop! Stop! If that thing gives birth to this, two things happen. Their world dies, and our world has two. Good call. The convulsions of that birth will kill everybody here. Okay. Uh, Chris will uh, use chromatic orb. Let's go with a staple of thunder and try to shoot it right in his mouth. You are facing the mouth. Yeah, yep. that's fair. All is that right. one of your biggest hitting spells? It's that's, a pretty big fucking that's spell. That's the biggest nice. hitting spell I have right now. Yeah. And what element do you want, thunder? Last bit of luck. It is, in fact, your last bit of luck. And again, the AC in his mouth, as I declared, is lower than the rest of his body. That's okay. a little higher. That's higher. What's your total? Uh, I rolled a 12, and then that's plus, what, 5, right, for spell? Mm-hmm. So 17. Yeah, that's great. Um, so you unleash this sphere from the diamond embedded into the palm of your hand, and it just it's just sound that sort of echoes down its body, and you can hear it descending into the cavities of its long tube-like form. And then suddenly its body just starts popping and convulsing as this spell goes off inside of it and it's thrashing under this rock and blood starts seeping out from between its teeth and go ahead and roll me damage what's a two and a four and a three okay you would you want to do anything on your movement probably if i'm if i back up will it provoke you think it could probably snap at you it was right next to you uh then i'm just gonna say where i'm at okay it looks like it's in a bad place you, the odds of it surviving look pretty sketchy at best it's pinned under a rock and it's filled with magic and cuts then are you saying that I should I'm saying up? you have the option to move into the portal if you want to. No, I, I will not move into the portal. I'm okay. not until everyone's safe. Okay. I like that. Artyom. Um, so you said we landed kind of like on its head on the rock? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do I have a direct shot into its mouth? No, you're like on top of it. Its mouth is facing Chris on the side. Okay. I'm going to kind of step, like, like step forward, drop, and grab its uh, fang as mm-hmm. I come down. And then I'm going to say... Ah, oh, shit, hold on. I had something for this. Just edit it in post. <laughs> no, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. In the end, the sun bleaches all our bones. And then just unleash a scorching ray, all three shots directly into its mouth. First one is a 15. Mm-hmm. Second one is a 19. Mm-hmm. And the third one is a 18. All right, those all connect. Three. A uh, total of 11 so far. And ooh, 22. Following the cacophonous echo of the thunderball that was thrown down its throat, there's now just fire like smoke starting to like plume out from its open mouth. And it's still just like gently thrashing, but you can tell that these are the thrashes of a dying creature. It's letting out just a sad, like wet. And slowly it's like it's starting to deflate as the rock presses deeper into it. And Dalazir just runs off the rock and jumps right in the portal. Is that the end of initiative? Uh, no, we're still at uh, Arvid. What do you want to do? It's not dead. It's not it, dead. It's, it's, it's just dying. takes it a while to die because it's fucking gigantic. Okay. You guys are killing it by like throwing painful things inside of it. So it's just a process of it bleeding out and thrashing okay. a bit. And it makes it sadder and more dramatic. 
<laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, okay, so I guess um, look up for approval, and if, if no one says no, uh, me and me and Morty go, uh, you know, into the rainbow okay. hole. He, like, runs up and, like, sticks his nose and, like, gives it a, like, <laughs> and then you like, grab him and just jump in. <laughs> just push him. <laughs> <laughs> and you two disappear. Uh, that makes it Hotterthax. You are gone, and yep. that makes it its turn, and it is dying, and that makes it Chris's turn. Okay, and Chris will go ahead and jump in the portal. Okay, you disappear. Uh, that leaves RTM alone on this island. Your god was big. Mine was bigger. I'm going to let another scorching ray down its throat and then leave. I was waiting for you to pull out a healing potion. <laughs> <laughs> and then jump. <laughs> we, we don't need to roll for it, but I mean, sure. you um, unleash just three red hot beams of energy into this thrashing beast and more smoke starts pouring out of it and its body is deflating as its teeth close together and this kind of final click and you drop in and where you guys emerge is the beginning of your next adventure well it's been long enough i hate to be the bringer of bad news but uh until further notice it's safe to assume that the mortal dawn is officially missing in action and presumed dead a real tragedy all that potential and momentum just flushed away like last night's goulash. Rest assured, we'll keep you up to date on any new findings. We've reached out to the family and friends of the missing team, but failed to come up with any contacts. Their patron, one Maven Gray, has been quoted saying, This isn't over. Confident and hopeful words. And that's exactly what we need, but we're not slowing down. Stay tuned for more recaps of beloved teams The Ivory Lions, The Frozen Horns, and The Twice Forged. All this and more on The League of Ultimate Questing! Okay, end of the episode. Good job, everyone. Woo. And here are them boys. It <laughs> <laughs> uh, sounded so much like a mom reading that exactly. <laughs> here are them boys. Here de- I don't even... I Because I'm so tempted to say, they're, here that boy or whatever. Here's that boy. That boy. Oh, shit, what up? That, boy. Oh. that good boy, Morty. Yep. Yeah. Uh, my name is Law. I am the dungeon master, uh, the world builder, and the creative director at Slapdash Studios. My name is Michael Loving. I play Heruthax, the dragonborn warlock of the Firstborn, a custom patron created by law for this adventure. I'm Zach Barkus. I am the editor and producer, and I play Artyom, the cleric of ham sandwiches and various other foodstuffs. Mm, Delicious. Delicious. <laughs> uh, and I am Alante Bearcat, uh, and I play Chris Zagrand, the crystalline sorcerer, a custom origin made by law. I'm Samantha Frost, and I play Arvid Ulfmund. He'll kick your all's butts. And uh, and then feed you berries. And then feed you berries. Berries. Into your butt. <laughs> Into your butt. So anyway, thanks for joining us for the League of Ultimate Questing. New episodes go live every Monday and bonus content on Fridays. You can listen to us at www.theluq.com or wherever podcasts are available. If you have questions for the show, are interested in advertising opportunities, or have ideas for our fake ads, um, go ahead and contact us at admin at slapdashstudios.com. Follow us on social media like Facebook or Twitter and Instagram at slapthedash. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends, and we can all keep growing and questing together. Uh, also, we've got some lovely t-shirts. I got mine in, and it's... Uh, <laughs> It's one of my favorites, guys. That's what's up. Uh, so until next time, we wish you luck. <laughs> that could have been a lot better. You have to roll more dice. Just... I, I, no, you have to roll exactly a 20. 
We can't cut the audio till you roll a 20. Yeah. You're, you're fucking good. it up. Got a one. Does that count? No. I rolled a nine. That's another nine. Okay. Weirdly. I've gotten it. That okay. was not a nine. <laughs>